Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Sitting across the living room from me today, it's Karina Bridget. Welcome yeah, to is. the show, Karina. Yeah, it is. Thank you. <laughs> welcome to the home. This is Phyllis. I'm looking at Phyllis with loving eyes. The cutest uh, little wiener dog there me. ever was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we were saying, we think that she well, thinks her name is, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> well, thanks for coming over today. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Anytime. Happy so, like I mentioned in, in every podcast, and like I just mm-hmm. told you before we started recording, is mm-hmm. I usually start by uh, talking about how I met the guest, but mm-hmm. we've kind of decided we don't remember how we met. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was honestly just me sliding into your DMs. Yeah. And that was basically it. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. Right? It just came to me. I might remember. It might have been at one of the uh, photography events for <gasps> Nash Bash. Oh my gosh, you might be right. Oh it, my gosh. Did, were you at the uh, the poker night? No, I wasn't. Were you at the, uh, like, urban cowboy one? I think, yes. Like, I was kind of, I came into Nash Bash, like, past the poker, like, a little bit past that. Right. Yeah. That That sounds right. That might be it. Yeah, like, it might have been, because, like, Sam and Mm -hmm. all that, and your friend, you know what I mean? Like, that might have been the connection. You might be right. (laughs) You might be right. right. Now that I'm thinking, my brain is moving. There's no way to know for sure. Yeah, but it's okay. But we're here now. And that's all that matters. Exactly. So we just checked, and Karina played her first show with Nashville Tour Stop on February 7th, 2023, at the Cambria Hotel. Crazy. It feels like forever ago. I love going back in DMs like that because it showed the selfie you took on stage. (laughs) And also, it shows my embarrassing, like, Hey, I want to play. <laughs> it immediately shows your personality. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not like trying to look like sultry right, and exactly. smooth. I'm just... You're just like, I am a dork. I am a dork. <laughs> and that's why we're friends. <laughs> I think that's one of the cool things about like our generation is we're mm-hmm. way more chill with people mm-hmm. just being normal, yep. like yeah, dorky weirdos. Yeah. Because I remember being very like pristine, you yeah. know what I mean? Like back in like high school on Snapchat and like whatever and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And then now I don't care <laughs> yeah i had my matter. phase where like i was f- like i almost f- actively frowned in all of my photos where i was like just trying to look cool edgy. yeah 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 yeah. i was in a rock band too i'm cool edgy. for school yeah exactly but <laughs> then i go like uh, i'm a goof <laughs> there was like was i don't know why i ever thought i was like i need to be, try to be cool yeah it's like yeah. no Wow. I'm just a dork. You remember that movie with um, Johnny Depp, I think Crybaby, where yes. he would only shed one tear? Only like, one <laughs> tear. <laughs> that yeah. reminds me of you're just like. So, yeah. Karina, welcome to the podcast. Thank would you, you tell us when you like first moved to Nashville? Yeah. Like, How long have you been here? I have been here for three years, okay. and it feels like longer than that, you but moved like here in shorter 2020? than I think so. Okay. It's been three. I know it's, I know it's been three years, but I don't think I moved in 2020. I honestly don't remember. I know I was finishing school. I had one class left, and it was a statistics class, and I am horrible at math. Horrible, Where'd you horrible. go to school? So I went to uh, Nashua Community okay. College. So I'm from New Hampshire, Vermont. Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, so I, it was a community college, and I went to one year at Keene State College, and my father passed away, okay. so I couldn't really, you know, obviously finish mm-hmm. much more of that. Uh, and then, like, a year went by, and I was like, I kind of want to get some sort of degree, so I just got my associates in marketing nice. from this community college and I don't have to pay that much off. And you know what I mean? And I still have a degree. I feel the so. same way because I was so poor yeah. in college. Yeah. But yeah. I graduated with no debt. Exactly. I, yeah. I mean, like I remember my college graduation day because it was a huge snowstorm mm-hmm. and a ton of ice and our like graduation ceremony got canceled. Yeah. Because we couldn't get in, people there. In when was your graduation? Like. In uh, my graduation, what? Like, wait, okay, that's why I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, so I graduated in December of 2016, and because it was so, like, the weather was so bad, they just canceled the, uh, they canceled the whole ceremony. Gotcha. And I was like, you know what? I don't really need the ceremony. Like, walk across. Yeah, I did it. Oh, my God. So... I was like, I'm going to treat myself to a meal. And I looked at my bank account and there was like 80 cents. And it yeah. was like, well, it looks like I'm not treating yeah, myself to a meal. Yeah, right. Yeah. And <laughs> I, because it was so terrible outside, I couldn't actually like go grocery shopping. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing I had, which is the most like college bachelor refrigerator, yeah. I had beer, yep. tortilla chips, yep. and shredded cheese. Oh, that sounds 
amazing. And I microwave that. I microwaved. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I had the most. I am a broke college student yeah. graduation Woo, dinner. Beer in hand, <laughs> yeah. chips with. Yeah, that's awesome. But you graduated from. You said Nashua. Nashua Community gotcha. College. Yep. And yep. did you move here immediately after? No. So it was. It was. Well, I guess to go back to how I got here. Um, so yeah, three years or so, whatever. Um, I had that one class left and it was a stats class and I wasn't, so it was, I had to take the class in person, but I was moving and gotcha. I, need, I needed to move and I had to, I had to get away. And, um, but I couldn't pass this class. Like there was a specific grade I needed. Mm-hmm. And since I was so horrible, I was like, I couldn't get this specific, you know, um, number like the score mm-hmm. and to take the online class and so i had my friend who was literally 18 years old in ap whatever you know just super super smart right and i was like can you please just like quiz me help me whatever and she was like yeah of course of course my mom also has her master's in, in accounting so she is Whoa. very good at math and very good at that kind of what's stuff that like? i don't know i ask her every day <laughs> uh what's it like to be so smart <laughs> Uh, yeah. So she tried to quiz me. We, we tried our hardest. I just wasn't picking up on it. Couldn't do it. So my mother, a wonderful woman that she is, uh, ended up kind of doing the class for me <laughs> while she was getting her master's. Really? She was doing my stats class for me because <laughs> it was all Excel and that's all she's good right. at. And she, that's all she does all is day. This, is this like perjury? Like, are you going to get... <laughs> already have the degree it's fine <laughs> they're not gonna it's go not back like an and Oscar. they're gonna take it back yeah degree. right exactly <laughs> um no uh so and it's funny the friend too uh she there was like a, a an online test mm-hmm. so i had her over here on my phone and i was like showing her the questions and everything and she was like helping me out during it um yeah so uh i actually don't know i feel like it's fine it's been years <laughs> but um um yeah so i passed the class and got like four points above the the grade that I needed. That's you know, all the, that matters. Point. Exactly. Yep. I had and a situation similar to that when I was in college because yeah. I transferred schools three yeah. times and changed majors four times. Like I wow. was not a good student, wow. not because I didn't want to do well, but mm-hmm. I just didn't mm-hmm. do well. Mm-hmm. I tried and still yeah. failed. Right. Me too. Yeah. It's like you want to be good at it and mm-hmm. you like, you can feel yourself trying to be good at it, but then yep. you just don't. Yeah. I just didn't it. succeed yeah. at school, yeah. but I was taking uh, music classes Mm -hmm. and I decided that I wasn't going to be a music major anymore. So Mm -hmm. I changed to a general studies degree, (laughs) which is like, you've given us enough money to graduate technically, but you don't have skills in anything. So I was in a bunch of English classes my final year and I was in a French like 101 class, like Mm -hmm. entry level French Mm -hmm. and... I had a D minus in the class. Wow. I needed to pass the class to graduate. Yeah. And I was going to every tutoring session. Right. I was going to every yeah. office hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did all the of my homework. I never missed a day in class because it yep. was a five day a week class. Mm-hmm. And wow. Wow. I still did so terribly. And all of our finals, there wasn't a written final. It was you have to come to like an, uh, like an oral. Yeah. We, yeah, have, to, we yeah, have to have an, yeah. we have to have a conversation all right. in French for yep. five minutes. Oh God. That and, makes my heart pound. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. Um, not, only, after, not only that, but you're deaf. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and afterwards, yeah. Yeah. my teacher in English just goes, Aaron, how are you so bad at this? Oh. And I was just like, I, I really tried. She's like, I know you, yeah. you like everything. You're the most. Yeah. 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 And, and bless her heart. Madame Beaumont was like, oh. do you need this to graduate? And I was like, yeah. She goes, can I give you a 60.1%? Oh like, my God. Can I, can I just barely pass you? And I was like, if you will give me a 60.1%, I will, I will be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. goes, okay, great. Oh my and God. I walked out of that graduate. Yeah. Like, yep. like, You're like, all I needed. That is so, I have a similar story from high school with, uh, with math again, mm-hmm. uh, and didn't really like my teacher, but, um, that, you know, might've contributed to it. Um, but he one time called me, you know, it was like the end of the trimester and whatnot. And he called me over and he was like, you are not doing great. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I You're know. You're like, yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and he was like, I just feel like you, you do put in the effort, but I, I just, I want you to, to pass and I want you to do well and I want you to succeed. So I'm just going to give you like a C, 
like or like C plus or whatever. And I was like, cool, cool, I'll take that. You know what I mean? Like, like whatever. Great. I'll, pe- yeah. I'll graduate and never think about this again. Exactly. And and what I thought was just so satisfying is I didn't. I basically didn't do anything the whole class <laughs> the whole time, and I still got like you know awesome. what I mean. I was like, hell yeah. Like, I know? was in a music of the world class my freshman Fun. year of college, yeah. and. Uh, it was another one of those. It was so boring. It was an 8 a.m. class, mm-hmm. like just a survey. Mm-hmm. And it was I went to a big public college in Missouri my first year. And there were like 200 kids in this yep. uh, in this class. It was yep. one of those like stadium seating oh, wow. classrooms. Yeah. And I n- was never late. Mm. I always woke up on time, got mm-hmm. to class and never missed a class. I didn't do well because I was like sleeping mm-hmm. like in the back. But at the very end of the semester on the, the day of the final. Yep. I had like, I had a C or a B or something. Mm-hmm. I just, I did very fine. Okay. And the teacher called me and one other girl up to the front of the class. She, and, uh, and, and we're just like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What's happening? And the teacher goes, ladies and gentlemen, these are the only two students who did not miss a class this semester. And then he took us to the side and goes, do you guys want A's? No way. And we're like, yeah. And then he's just like, you can leave. You're good. No like, way. So I got an A in that class oh just because God. I had perfect attendance. Wow. See, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I listen, listen to it. this example here. Yeah. So that was like Show the up, pinnacle man. of me. Like, yeah, I did not deserve this A. Wow. But yeah, but here we I are. tried. Just walking out with the fist yep. in the air. Yeah. Yep. And I, re- I remember going like leaving that classroom and walking to like the campus copy place. And I was like, I've. I fucking did it. Yeah. Like, yeah, hell yeah. I nailed that. Yeah. I had a Latin American music class and I loved that class. Mm-hmm. I did actually participate and get an A for, for good reasons. <laughs> for yeah. effort, more effort. Yeah, exactly. I, I love to meet that a class. fellow mediocre achiever. Right. Oh yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Nice to meet <laughs> nice you. Nice to meet you. We're here So together. you got here in 2020. Yep. Yep. Ish. We're going to say that. Yep. And did you immediately just immerse yourself into the music scene so, or was there like a, a so, slow like ramp up into it. Yeah. So similar to, um, actually Sam's uh, when I was listening mm-hmm. to her podcast, hi Sam. Um, it, I was really depressed. I was really, it was like a solid three months where I was just, I felt like I was throwing myself at people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't doing music. Like, I mean, I would, you know, play on my own and whatever and go watch music and watch right. bands, but I didn't really, I didn't honestly, uh, Nash Bash was the thing that kind of really opened me up and got me connected with other musicians, um, because I was not, I'd go out to bars and just find my bar, find my place, whatever. You know, I worked at, uh, Jonathan's Grill in Mm -hmm. Germantown. That was great. Um, met some good people, you know, I was bartended there and it was awesome. Got all these tattoos for that reason because I was just (laughs) making so much money that I was just like, yeah, hell yeah. My, my tattoo artist would just have an open spot at 11 a.m. Someone canceled and I would be like, yep, sweet. I'm coming in. Like literally it was great. Yeah. Uh, but that is not the case now. So, um, but yeah, I like literally came to Nashville and interviewed for the job, got the job like that, like literally there. She's like, great. Love it. You're great. I was like, cool. Uh, March 17th is my Mm -hmm. and my anniversary. Um, yeah, it's like you moved here on March 17th, 2020. No, sorry. Uh, May, 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 oh, May. I was yeah, like, I know. You moved Imagine, here the yeah, that day would be the so funny. Started. That would suck. That would suck. Yeah, no. May seventeenth. It was like May seventeenth and May nineteenth. Gotcha. Um, either one. And um, came down here with my friend. She lived in um, uh, North Carolina. And we drove over through like Knoxville, and it was beautiful through the mountains mm-hmm. and everything. It was awesome. It was a really fun trip. Um, and literally grabbed my key interviewed she did something else while she drove me or you know drove me there dropped me off whatnot uh got the job went back to my apartment we looked through it everything and i was like yep great and then we drove back i flew back home packed up all my stuff and (laughs) within a month like you know what i mean it was just i was here yeah it was was really cool it was fast and uh i worked with um i think it was called smart city they don't work with um nashville anymore Mm -hmm. um but they do like atlanta and whatever you know like all these different places and um and they, she was so nice. She literally went into the, the place and like took a video for me and everything. Cool. Cause I was still in New Hampshire and it makes you feel like you're not so alone right, in a new city. Right. Exactly. And she even sent me like a list of things to do and whatnot. And it was, it was cool. It was like a really good experience. Um, I wish they still worked in Nashville and I wish I could work with them still mm-hmm. for new places, but, um, yeah, so it was really cool. It was a it's kind of scary moving to a new city. Yeah, I was alone. Be- yeah, yeah. I, 
I technically knew one person yeah. who was my roommate and <laughs> he and I knew each other when we were like seven years old. Yeah. Right. And like I we we weren't friends. Right, right. You're seven years like, old when you mean yeah. His dad's or like his his mom's cousins brothers something mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. my brother's something. Right, right. And like so like we were like eight cousins or something mm-hmm. and we moved in together and he worked the seven a or seven PM to like four AM shift at a bar. Oh my god. And I was working at the time at a bakery and I worked four AM to noon. So he oh. and I never saw each other. Yeah, right. So even though I technically knew somebody, yeah, I was like, right. I'm so alone. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're like, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. echo in the I remember it was so sad and I don't mean it to sound as depressing as it sounds, but I had my first birthday in Nashville alone at Bar Taco. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't know anybody. You know, that kind of sounds like familiar. Like or like similar to mm-hmm. to my experience because like I said I truly was just like like I don't talk to I don't see those people I don't talk to those people like oh, this friend group that I considered you know my friends and like all the kind of stuff I have, have no idea what they're doing and I mean like hopefully they're doing well right. of course you know <laughs> uh, which I think they are um, but yeah it's it's just crazy like, I, don't, I don't know if they've moved out I don't know if they're still here I've no like I have no idea. Um, but I mean, I have to give them credit cause they did show me a lot of things that I, mm-hmm. that I do like, you know, like Dino's, right. <laughs> Dino's, I do like Dino's still to this day. Um, and a lot of East Nashville stuff, you know, like I went to like lipstick lounge because of them and just did karaoke and whatnot. Uh, and I feel like I kind of found my current job because of them too, mm-hmm. cause it's on Gallatin and whatnot. I keep saying it, whatnot, <laughs> I gotta have to stop saying that because <laughs> we know what I'm talking about, but uh, uh, Sid Gold's. I'll do a little shout out. Sid Gold's Nashville. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, it's the only piano karaoke bar in all of Nashville. Um, they have locations in Detroit and New York. And really? All, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, cool. I'm going to New York in October. I'm immediately going there. <laughs> it's in Chelsea. It's going to be. It's going to be great. That's really cool. I yeah. didn't know that it yeah. uh, was a place that had multiple yeah. locations. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And all the. It's very different vibes. You know, okay. like New York is very, you know, kind of jazzy and fun, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, What's the vibe of the Nashville location? Nashville How would you location describe it? is just everyone is good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. You know, New York is a little more like from what I've heard is touristy. I'm sure people are right. still good, of course. But and from what I've seen, Nashville is more themed. We do a lot more themed stuff. You know, we have like Disney sing along sure. that kind of stuff. Um, we, we have a hymn, a hymn sing along, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, we just recently did a, a choir one. That's cool. This guy named Banan. He's awesome. He did that because he's like a, a teacher, you know, and he also plays downtown with his guitar. Uh, oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? I know. I was just saying I want to see guitar. I know. I want to see him play. He's very nice. He's, yeah, he's really cool. Um, yeah. So uh, and then the, the Detroit one, from what I've seen from pictures, is kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. It's a little more sexy and a little more like it's on the side. And cool. like, I think it's in an alley way. Um, and the sign is beautiful neon sign. Um, and we're getting one of those soon, which is cool. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm That's really excited because cool. we're all we're next to shop of things mm-hmm. uh, right near underdog or across, across the it street. It is kind of subtle. Yes, like, it is. We need like the big like, hey, big we're here. You know, like the Beetlejuice and yes. the game when he's like, what is it? Gir- girls here. Or what? Yeah. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. That's what I feel like we need is like, come here with like big flashing, you know, letters. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so that, you know, time went by and um, yeah. So I don't know how to like get back into it's It's, yeah. it's nice once you yeah. actually find like one place to anchor yourself and you're like, okay, even if I don't know anything else about this town, yeah. I it's like it makes you I know feel this is good. I know yeah. this place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because do you also get like a little bit of anxiety when you go to a new restaurant? You're like, yeah. I don't even know what to order. Right, exactly. But then you see people <laughs> that like are just talking to the bartenders like yeah. they're been, like they've been there for forever. You know. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you go to a new place and you you freak out, you're like, I don't know what to do. How do I order this? Mm-hmm. Like one of the things I'm nervous about. that way to at do, Publix. Uh, what? Publix the sandwich shop. I just really? had for three years. Been there for three years. Never got a public sandwich. Interesting. And I went up there and I was like. Can I have more of that? She was like, yeah. Sure. I was like, cool. Oh. <laughs> okay, great. I didn't yeah, know that I could I ask know, I for that. Do that. Yeah. Like, I have yeah. never ordered Thai food because oh. I don't know what any of it is. Yes, or right. Like, pho? Yeah, yeah. Pho, pho. Don't know what that pho, is. Pho, pho, <laughs> but I know that I would just walk in and be like, hi, can I get the paho, please? <laughs> and like, immediately they'll be like, oh, get what's out. this noob get doing out. here? Yeah. <laughs> like, no pho for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> so similar to your birthday um, aloneness, mm-hmm. um, my first release, uh, um, breaking news, mm-hmm. I celebrated alone that as well. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. And, Brutal. I, and I, it was like, I went to... Um, Skulls in okay. Printer's Alley because I love Printer's Alley. I used to work at Bourbon Street Blues. Mm-hmm. Love that bar. Still go there all the time. They have a burlesque um, show that night. They, I think it was becoming a burlesque gotcha. show. So like I got there before nine, so I didn't have to pay the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, became really good friends eventually with the bartenders, and they're very nice and whatnot. My friend dated one of them. We like, you know what I mean? It just it was a cool experience for a little a little bit. Um, and I had a French seventy five, and then I switched to a prosecco as soon as it hit midnight and i was like woo breaking news (laughs) you know what i mean like i was like and they were like you're alone i was like yeah this isn't sad at (laughs) all everything's fine (laughs) you're like thanks for noticing that i'm by myself (laughs) right yeah i appreciate that i'm i'm really good at being by myself like Mm -hmm. i i when i first moved here i mean like i said i I drove 16 hours by myself my my little toyota corolla you know packed up um, moved in by myself, did everything. I would go to movies all the time. Mm-hmm. I loved going to movies, just like whatever. I don't you know? mind going places yeah. and doing stuff by myself. Yeah. Like, do you ever go to, have you ever gone to the movies by yourself? Oh yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Like, and I love it. And I don't, I don't have to talk to anybody I, or I can talk I to myself. Because, oh, it bothers <laughs> me so much going to a movie. And then the person I'm with is like, oh my God, don't you love that person? Like I love them. And I'm like, shh. You know what? You might hate me. Cause I tend to kind of go. You talk a lot like with I, the movie. I don't talk a lot. I'll just comment on one thing, like you gotcha. know. And I've had a friend who literally like didn't look at me, but would kind of like turn to turn to me, and she was like, "Yeah, great, okay, yeah, okay." And I'm like, "Sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> that's that's, yeah. the, that's exactly what I do. I'd I just like, like to comment on things. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So one of my favorite, I forget who the comedian is, but makes yeah. a joke about Midwesterners <laughs> and how the way we make jokes. So I'm from Missouri. Yeah. How we make jokes is just repeating a joke. Oh, that that's we heard. funny. Until, yeah, until and, someone laughs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we just laugh at the joke that we just told because we just heard the joke. And we're like, oh, yeah, I'll just repeat the exact same thing. Oh, that's thing. funny. I don't oh, think I've yeah. ever heard oh, that. Oh, yeah. it bothers me so much Maybe I'll when have to pay attention. I tell a joke and people just say, that's funny. Like, let's. That's not how Keep you, going. if it yeah. was funny, you'd laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it bothers me to no end because my, so my dad, love him to death, is not good at faking laughter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, really? He sounds, wow. he sounds like a, I don't even know what you yeah. want to call it. A dolphin. But I'm like, if you didn't think it was funny, don't, yeah. don't humor Please me. Don't give me the, yeah. Just don't give me yeah. the satisfaction because I know that it's fake. What's your dad's name? Randy. 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 Quit it. You're you're killing if me, you're Randy. You're listening to this, Randy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, funny. he's uh, he's been very like tangentially supportive. Like he's like for example, mm-hmm. I gave him my first CD that I ever recorded, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just want you to listen to yeah. it. And years later, I was in his workshop and found it still in the wrapper, and I was oh, like, no. Oh, oh, my Randy. soul yeah. crushed. But. In in that time, he had helped me move to Nashville and helped right. me get settled. Right. So he never really cared about the music, but mm-hmm. he was supportive of like, you're giving it a shot. Right, right. Proud of you, bud. Yeah, Pr- exactly. Yeah, proud of you, bud. Yeah. Smack you on the yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's funny as hell. <laughs> so when did music uh, become part of your life? Has it always kind of been It part? always has been, yeah. So like, I, like maybe five, I was like put in choruses and yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. And I don't remember when I started taking lessons, probably around like, you know, 10 or whatever. I'm assuming when they when they heard that I like mm-hmm. could sing and you know that I was making an effort to sing and right. liking it and whatnot. That's going to be the title of this episode and whatnot. <laughs> sure, we can title yeah. that <laughs> and whatnot with Karina, <laughs> Karina Bridget. Um, yeah, so in choruses and my mom is Russian. Okay, and she went to like the best conservatory in in, in Russia. It's called uh, Almaty. That's cool. Um, I'm probably not saying that right, but um, so she, if I'm correct, she got her degree in like composing and piano, and I think, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. And um, yeah, so that's always been uh, there's always been music in in my right. life and. My dad, he was, he could speak uh, uh, Spanish and Russian and obviously English mm-hmm. and all that. And that's how they met is he went over there. And it's a really cool story. I've always wanted to like read a book or a screenplay or something. They, they were 25 years apart. Really? Yeah. He was her English teacher. Whoa. Yes, I know. Scandalous. <laughs> My but, parents aren't that quite yeah. far apart, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool. He was in the Air Force and yeah, it was cool. Um, 
but yeah, he, I think he played a little guitar. She played a little guitar, but mainly piano. He, like music theory, like just total, like so amazing music theory. Music hence, nerd. Ma- hence math. She's very good at you know right. math and stuff like that, which I'm not. Um, and my stepdad uh, was in band for a while. Awesome guitar player, mm-hmm. just super like, you know, well-versed in that. And my dad taught me more of like the old school because he was born in 1945. That's cool. So he taught me like the old school, you know, Rolling Stones and that, you know, Mamas and Papas and ABBA and that kind of stuff, uh, Beatles. And and then Ken, my stepdad, taught me more of, you know, like Alice in Chains and Nirvana, you know, that like Foo Fighters and that realm of music. Right. They, they, they bridged the gap. Yeah, exactly. And um, Collective Soul. Oh, my God. I loved Collective Soul growing <laughs> up. So good. Um, and then, of course, jazz and musicals came from school and mm-hmm. so my what i started singing was you know choir stuff naturally um and then a lot of jazz and a lot of musicals um a lot of standards you know mm-hmm. autumn leaves that kind of stuff i went to a jazz camp for multiple summers you know and that was awesome that was super fun uh met sheila jordan who's this she was i think Feel, feel like she's perpetually 85 for me you know what i mean like i know she's like 93 now perpetually but, 85 you know what i mean like because yeah. that's the time when i met her and she was just this she worked with um uh oh my gosh what's his name uh bird they called him bird uh one of the classics um like a classic jazz, jazz yes. person yeah like she they they found her because she was young and so she would sit outside of this bar and i think in new york or something and uh, eventually they, they would leave the back door open for her so that wow. she could sit and listen to him play um and uh and then eventually one day he called her in and he she sang and what and, and Blew you know away. yeah exactly so it's just a cool like origin story and she was a part of this jazz camp and she kind of we both mutually kind of like fell in like love with each other you know and uh she kept inviting me to her other camps and all you know all that kind of stuff and and it was cool and i learned a lot and one of my favorite songs that i still sing when i'm at sids is um with crazy kyle who does the piano for the preds uh he plays for us too um was uh when sunny gets blue by johnny mathis and i don't think it's by him but it's like a cover by him and it's a beautiful, beautiful song, and it's so well written, and it's one of my favorite to this day. So uh, jazz standards, um, yeah. And then high school, like I said, musicals came along. You're in town. I was a musical here. nerd myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nineteen forties music. Yeah, I was in all of those like yeah. choirs and theater classes yeah. and anything. I took music, AP music theory, my senior year of high school, and it's mm-hmm. like anything I could do to further immerse myself AP because our Hi, my high school was so big. We really? had almost 3,000 students. Mine was not. Mine was 74 people for my graduating <laughs> class. I had 74 people. My graduating class had 890 Shut people up. in it. Wow. It was, my graduation ceremony was like two and a half hours long. Like it oh was ridiculous. Yeah. But because our school was so big, we had like a whole campus mm-hmm. for the school and we had a separate fine arts facility. Interesting. So that's cool. I, for like my first hour of the day was mm-hmm. like math and then I had English. So by the third period of school, mm-hmm. I just migrated to yeah the other campus. Right. And I essentially just lived in that other building. And yeah. I remember at my high school graduation, just watching like the hundreds of kids go by that. I was like, I've literally never seen you before. No way. Like, because we didn't need to. Wow. We just lived in this other, yeah. other yeah. world. Interesting. And yeah. it was one of those nice things because there, I didn't have to deal with bullies. Yeah, right. They were, yeah. In, the, they were in the gin pop oh, facility. Oh, that is so funny. And all of us little dorky theater nerds were like, so <laughs> have you listened to the new Into the Woods soundtrack yet? <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. What are you going to audition with? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when did uh, like songwriting become yeah. more of a focus instead of just, you know, yeah. choir and performing and theater and, yeah, and everything? Doing other people's yeah. songs. Yeah. So I wrote my first song in like third grade maybe what was it called in perry oh and it was very bluesy so i think about it every now and then it was like in perry my mama sings in perry. And, and like it would repeat so it'd be like in perry something and then the second verse would be in perry mm-hmm. something else and then in perry something That's else cool. for the third verse um yeah it was cool it was very bluesy and uh, like i'm which is what i'm trying to mm-hmm. do now so I, I thought it was interesting and i would like rap i remember the last line was something 
like bringing to the first mm-hmm. verse. So I would bring it up and wrap it up with the first line. That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And I got to sing it in my choir, like in really? the, the music uh, building that, you know, in my town. Right. It's called Main Street Arts. And that was a big, big, huge, huge deal for me. It was this place called... Singing uh, a song yeah. sung by Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and my friend sang it with me and everything. I think we wrote it together. Yeah. And I, I remember, I remember like the, the way that my writing looked. It was horrible, choppy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it was cute. And my, uh, I forget her I think her name was Valerie. Just um, like you know, Miss Honey from Matilda. Mm-mm. Do you remember? Okay, so whoever's listening will know what I'm talking about. That Educate feeling. Me. Yes. So Miss Honey was you. You know the concept of Matilda, right? Mm-hmm. Like she was like the kind of orf- like how the family they were shitty and you know but yeah. kind of orphaned her while still living in the house. Um, and Miss Honey was her teacher in the school. Miss Trunchable was the horrible, the one who would throw the kids in the, in the chokey. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember at all what I'm talking about, but. Um, you find out, oh my gosh, I don't want to spoil anything. I no one's seen this movie, but basically you find out that Miss Trunchbull and Miss Honey are related and they lived in this big, beautiful house and Miss Trunchbull lives in the house now. And Miss Honey is this, this warm, uh, character who just, hence her name, just beautiful, you know, just absolutely gorgeous woman. Whatever you needed, she, she would provide that to you. And and Matilda ended up being really smart. And so they'd be like, what's 255 times whatever? And then Matilda would just say it. And then she did it on a calculator. And she was like, you're right. Wow. And so she became this prodigy. And Miss Honey just was like, I love this child. She's really? amazing. And she ended up adopting her Ooh. at the end of the movie. And it's just this beautiful, you know, they're on the swings. And it's all bright and white linen. And it's, it's yeah, it's... So that is kind of how that teacher was for me, where she just made me feel so good about my music and mm-hmm. so good about my, you know, writing. Empowered and, you to actually yeah, try harder. Exactly. Exactly. So I had a couple of teachers yeah. like that in high school. And right. I think that's one of the things that Sam Ferrara and I talked yeah. about is she likes being able to like pick out those kids and be able to help right. them right. do the thing. Like I see the potential in you to take this maybe a step further than where it is now. And you never know. You You never never know. know. Because when you're 12 or 13 or 16, like you're like, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm a cool high school student. You're like, what do I know? Right. Like you never know what you're going to do. Like, yeah. 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 But I had a couple of those teachers who were like, I remember how cool I felt when my band played a show. Like it was this little club called the bridge. And at the time I didn't recognize I was in a prog rock band. Like math rock. Yeah. Okay. And two of my teachers came to watch and I was just like, oh, hey, my heart. Do I, do I still call you Mr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, no, you can call me Phil here. And yeah. it's like, <gasps> oh, my God. I made it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, really cool. It was cool, cool seeing yeah. the teachers who were like, it, it made me humanize them. It's like, right. you're not just a teacher. Who who's like I teach you math? Yeah, I teach yeah, exactly. you English. You have a personality. Like, you have yeah. a person, and you're yeah. like you like rock music. That's like, so cool. If you and I bet you they, they liked seeing you know their yeah. students you know as well too. Yeah, and yeah. that's one of those things that inspired me. And I was just like, oh man, yeah, I can kind of, yeah, I could go be that to someone yeah. someday. Exactly, like help exactly. them. I yeah. see you doing this kind of stuff, and let me give you a platform to help. And look right. at me now. Well, it's funny because I had a teacher who was supposed to do that okay. like it just the like you know it just felt like that's that's what she was supposed to do so i had this teacher that was supposed to be what i wanted her to be right. to me um and i won't say her name just in case uh but she was the theater director mm-hmm. and i really i really think that if she directed me the right way i would have been on broadway truly okay. i think that I, I would have had the motivation to do that because I had another teacher, Mr. Smith, who was just an angel on this earth. He was so he was the hands for Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what movie, but it was cool. It was like you know, um, and he always said to me like, when when the student needs it, the teacher will come, and that's exactly what he was for me. Uh, but this other teacher, she just would continuously not cast me in these in these quote unquote good right. roles. Um, and everyone, everyone, the whole consensus of the whole school, maybe not the whole school, but most people um, were really confused as to why I wouldn't get these parts. And then for a while when I was a freshman, cause I, so I went to a private school mm-hmm. and I was a four year senior because mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of the people weren't there the whole time. You know, right. we'd get new students in my junior year and we'd finish up juniors. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it, it d- depended on that. Most of the day students, cause I was a day student cause I lived two seconds. My mom worked there. Mm-hmm. I was 
you know, me and my sister were there for four years because that was just our high school. So most of the day students were four-year students. Um, so everyone knew me. Everyone, you know what I mean? I was there for forever. You were an institution. Exactly. And um, even before then, my mom worked for 10 years there. So I was still going there. And all the teachers who were still working there knew me. And she knew me, too. And so I don't know if it was because of that. I don't know if it was like the attitude I had. Maybe maybe I had a chip on my shoulder. I don't I don't know. I thought I didn't. Um, uh, but she just wouldn't cast me in these things. And so for the longest time, she would be like, oh, well, it's seniority. You know, once you're a senior, we'll get you in those roles like or whatever. Right. And still continuously, she would cast me as the, the lead's mom or or the 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 jazzy part. Right. Like the the character who has like more jazzy part, the you know, character actor role, right? Exactly. Yeah. And where I had, I was, uh, I can't remember what movie, movie it was, but I was the, the flight. I was like a, uh, Amelia Earhart type type mm-hmm. of character, and I came in like the whole cast was there, and I had this moment where I'd walk out. So it was pretty cool, you know. I like I, I would walk out and have this one part, awesome. Bring the bring the house. Maybe she gave it to me for a reason, you know what I mean? It was a, a good musical part, but I literally was in it for that scene. And then in the second act, halfway through, and that was it. Yep. And I was like, I you want You get to sit in the more. dressing room the whole time Literally. and hear other people get called to the exactly. stage. Exactly. I was like, I want more than this. I want I want the lead. And then there was another girl named Kareen, because my legal name is Kareen, who got cast and in the lead role. And she was literally there that one year. She got And she w- never came back. She was there really? for that one year. And I was wow. like, what the hell, man? Like I did, It was in Guys and Dolls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I not getting these roles? Maybe it's because I wasn't the musical now that we know anyone that listens to my music maybe that's not my voice you know maybe like i don't know maybe that's why maybe she knew what she was doing um (laughs) you'd have to hope that they right right exactly but then mr smith told me because i was like why does she not like me why does she continue because i would do like the black box things i would be in the theater classes like the writing classes and she seemed to start to like me um and he said that he thinks it was because maybe that my mom worked there and that maybe I don't know, but she would cast the headmaster's kids in like the good roles. So I don't know. Maybe I was a little bit of a know-it-all. Who knows? (laughs) I was definitely like kind of a a show-off when I was in high school. I made a, maybe now that I'm thinking. I I was a show-off. Like I never, I never wanted to have the lead roles though. Mm. I always loved being a supporting character, but I was typecast as Mm. the funny guy. Right, right, right. I've always loved to entertain and make yeah, people laugh, but right. even in high school productions, they were like immediately, Aaron, there's, it's the it jester. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like funny, funny guy, yeah. funny guy, funny guy. But you want it to be more than that. I wanted to, yeah. 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 And I remember I finally got like a meaningful role mm-hmm. my senior year of high school. We were doing Grease. Oh, okay. And I got a, I wasn't Danny Zuko, but yeah. I was one of the, one of the, yeah, I was one of the guys and I got laryngitis a week before no. the show started. And I had to give up my role. No. Oh, my <laughs> so God. I was still on stage dancing and everything, but I couldn't. You were silent. I w- yeah. could not sing. Wow. It it hurt my heart wow. so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <gasps> oh, horrible. Oh, I will never forget that. Wow. And oh, my gosh. It, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's one of those, like, those now, formative yeah. childhood moments right. where it's just like. I was so sad. Yeah, and that, but that's how I feel with 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 her. Like I would want these roles, and I would audition for. I would, you know, we'd all have to audition, even though she'd been listening to me for mm-hmm. four years. I still would have to audition. So it was just really interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. One of my favorites, though, I can't remember the name. I think I had mentioned earlier. It's 1950s Radio Hour. Okay. It was. I don't know how well known known it is, but it was a cool. It was kind of like. Um, like a radio show on stage. Mm-hmm. So we were all dressed in 1940s outfits and That's like cool. we all got like headshots taken as our and we put them out in the lobby. Really cool. It was cool. Yeah. Period and like black piece. and white. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. Um makeup and hair is awesome. And I got to sing 19 no, um uh the music, oh my god, words. Bugle Boy. Bugle Boy. Okay. The you know, you know what I'm talking about? That mm-hmm. song uh with like some of my good friends and and we did a, like a little three part and it brought the house down. That's awesome. Oh my god, it was so cool like just to do that part and there was no like leads you mm-hmm. know it was all different mm-hmm. parts and we'd, we'd read ads and stuff like that and i remember i had to do this ice cream ad and i was so nervous because i had to do it it was like like sexy so i'd be like and i was 
16 or 18, 17 or whatever. And I'm just like, as, as the, as it drips down your hand and I'm like, I don't know how to be sexy. I don't know. How like, to be I don't sexy. know. I'm 16. Like, literally. I'm just like, and then these boys are watching that, you know, are, yeah. I want to like me, you know? And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. What do I do with my hands? I'm, not, I'm 16. Yeah. I've never had to seduce someone before. <laughs> literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you for that. Teacher said teacher. Um, yeah. So well, yeah. hey, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll yeah. come right back with Karina Bridget on the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. Back with the Nashville Tour Stop podcast, Karina Bridget sitting across from me. We took a, a break, and yeah. now we've got uh, Sav Blanc. Do my a- ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> the actual, like, I feel like if we put it down on the table and did the, like, finger yes, on the rim thing, right. it might actually go, <laughs> we'll, we'll just do it ourselves. <laughs> well, thanks for yeah. coming over and, and yeah. joining the pod today. This is great. I, I've made it a point to do this because, like, going to shows, like, we were talking about how much all like musicians like the one of the only things we do is just go to shows yeah go to a bar go to a show exactly and it's hard to have like actual meaningful conversations with people so true which is why i like to do this because we have time yes and there's no distractions except for the dog yeah (laughs) which is a good distraction yeah Yeah. well thank you for coming over today i would love to learn about your your songwriting style so Mm. for the people who don't know you would you kind of give your like elevator pitch for what your music sounds like oh gosh yeah um i have been trying to curate that i've been trying to honestly figure out the um like the the way that i explain the kind okay. of music i do because my genre is very because i'm trying to go into blues sorry this dog no, is, this dog is, is just so getting cute. repositioned <laughs> yeah i know i have it written down somewhere and it's it's bluesy like it's a bluesy rock soul acoustic kind of situation it's definitely not country no and i and i i love you guys out there i love y'all <laughs> but i want to stay away from country <laughs> as much as I can. Um, blues acoustic soul. Oh, that I is, like that. that blues is acoustic, blues soul. acoustic soul. That is what I have. My friend came up with and I was like, yes, that's it right there. Um, but yeah, I, and I love, I do love country. Like I like, you know, I'll, I'll, I appreciate it, but I always say, I try to say it nicely and I say, I wouldn't put it on my car. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to my friend's music. Of course, of course, right. you know, download that, pre-save it, whatever, whatever I, you know, they need me to do, um, the but, whole like music industry stuff, exactly, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the, exactly, exactly. Um, but it's funny cause people are always like, why did you move to Nashville then? Mm-hmm. It's, it's country. And I'm like music city, music city, music city. It's not country music city. Cause you can go anywhere. Like I was, I remember I was sitting, uh, I think Lachlan table mm-hmm. and there was this awesome, awesome band. Um, we were sitting outside and we can hear them at urban cowboy and it was just awesome jazz like yeah. really really good jazz funk soul kind of stuff and i was like this is why i'm here like you know what i mean this, this is, is what, the reason yeah exactly like it's everything that you could want in in a town you that's know? why i love this town so much yeah. is yeah it's country music facing but there's so much more here so much yeah than that like my first sold out show and my second sold out show and like my third sold out show, none of that was country music. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. There's a huge market for people. I mean, even just locally, like who maybe not don't want to go to country yeah. music, but right. love but they, going to other they stuff. They like the break. Yeah. Yeah. They like the break. And, and, and even like one of your lineups, it was like huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, it was Hugie, like rap. It was like Clover rap James and, and rap. Weston. Yeah, exactly. Like that. It was a hip hop show and hip-hop, it was just yeah. fucking crazy because people really showed up. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. And. Um, I remember doing a couple of shows with those guys early on and they had like a like a stick it to you attitude because Mm -hmm. they wanted to like prove to me Mm -hmm. like, oh, let's throw this this guy like we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I've brought them into several other venues with that exact same lineup because some places won't book hip hop. Hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't want to have hip hop. Nobody ever comes when you bring rappers in. And I'm like, you're you're wrong just you watch like i have just i have watch. empirical evidence that they yep. do yep and it was at the tin roof broadway we were oh. doing shows there and i told them i booked a hip-hop lineup and they said we don't want that we need you to book different bands and i staked my entire 
reputation there and I was like wow. if nobody comes you can cancel my show effective immediately wow. but when they come I need you to never tell me how to book my shows yep. again yep. and they took that bet and and a bunch of people showed up Hell yeah. and they never told me what to do again Hell yeah we it love that awesome thank god it wow. was awesome that is cool it was it was one of those like Yes, I do know what I'm mm-hmm, doing. Moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we were like talking about school earlier and how we just didn't feel, you know, like we that wasn't our calling, obviously, yeah. you know, and I was going to say to you a little compliment that I feel like you are finding your thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you've already found it. You know what I mean? And I, I just I appreciate for appreciate you for putting this space well, for you. all of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> Truly, because like there's not a lot of bookers. I mean, there's quite a lot of bookers, but um, you you have a really good sense of making people feel accepted and no matter what the genre genre mm-hmm. like we're talking about you know it's everyone hey if you need more booking if you need more shows if you need more blah blah whatever you right. need wasn't it like two days ago i texted you asking you to play a show yeah. for having forgotten that i had yeah. already scheduled <laughs> yeah. you because yeah. because i thought man she'd really be a good addition yeah, to this exactly <laughs> i'm like i'm already on at eight and you're yeah. like okay great never mind stay like, eight. He, it's like because i looked right past your name when right. i had you booked on the second one i was like oh i just really want to have her as part right. of this lineup and there's some people who are booking shows so haphazardly mm-hmm. they're just like you can play whatever right and and it's like random, like, yeah, yeah it's like country and, next to whatever and next to this. And, and you like, show yeah. up and you're like, who put this together? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's really nice for me to finally be able to have like the confidence, yeah. if you will, yeah. to, to book different people together, even if you don't know people, but to be like, this would be a yeah. good show. And he, what's funny is uh, Matt Orgel, that that was his first show with me when mm-hmm. he was in the middle. And every at the Cambria and every time one of us sang, we were just like, oh my God, we need to be friends. We never met each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then I met his friends after and now me and Zoe and I are like good friends and you know what I mean? And, and, it, and you did that. You brought us together cause you were like, these people would be good. You they'd know be what good I mean? And they might be friends. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I here love we getting are. to do yeah. that. And it sounds like such a cop out when I say mm-hmm. like, I just want to do cool stuff with my friends. But it's like, not. it sounds like a cliche, yeah. but it's so it's true. Not. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Cause all I yeah. really want to do is just hang out with right. my friends and do fun stuff. And that's what makes it more organic because mm-hmm. when there's random tourists there or random people there or people that, that don't know what's going on, they're like, oh, these people look like they're having fun. Yeah. You know, these people look like they're actually enjoying themselves instead of very like, you know, mm-hmm. hands together. Like I get people asking me all fancy. the time, how do you get people to show up to your shows? Mm. And one of the, it, there's a, a bajillion ways to do it. But one of the things that I see other promoters or other musicians kind of failing at mm. is they look bored at their own stuff. Right. I'm like, just why sitting would, back there. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like why would why would somebody else want to come here if you, yeah. the inviter, don't even want to be right, there? Right, right. So true. Yeah. yeah. That is a really good point. Like at every tour stop show, who's the most excited person right, in the room? Right. Me. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I come up and welcome everybody. I mm-hmm. give everybody hugs. Mm-hmm. I'm a yeah. social butterfly. Absolutely. You're like, you need anything? You want, yeah. you want anything? Water, whatever, yeah. Sans blanc. <laughs> it's because I just wanna have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, me and Madonna, girls just want to have fun, man. <laughs> so I never thought that you'd compare yourself to Madonna. Yeah, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, so Madonna, Wait, if Madonna, you're listening, is Madonna a Cindy Lauper? Oh, you're right. It is Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. You're but right. That's okay. Madonna we, was like a virgin. Yeah, I um, hope you don't. 80s pop. Yes, you're right. It is Cindy Lauper. It is Cindy Lauper. <laughs> you're like I relate to that too, actually. Cindy Lauper, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, we love you. So you are this acoustic soul. Yep. Jo- what did you call it? Uh, a blue, a blues acoustic soul. Blues, blues acoustic, acoustic soul. soul. I think that's a really good way of explaining me. So you have released some music. Yes. What was your first release as like this genre flavor? Um, I would say genre flavor. So I, I would say they're all getting there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the most like democratic answer each, I can give each you. subsequent release is like taking you closer, closer to, and to closer. this sound that exactly you exactly yeah owning yeah breaking news that was the first one shout out christian beach we love him um and that was my first kind of experience with recording and uh-huh. you know real recording and actual and he's so freaking talented and he just was like laying things down like so fast right. and it was awesome um and yeah and i love this song and i think with every musician we're kind of just like 
I could do better. I could do better. I can mm. do better. You know? And so even with lilacs, uh, all, Sunday kind of love. That's a most, personal yeah. favorite of mine. Thank you. Same. And that was the first song I wrote when I got to Nashville. Really? Yeah. Cause I was so sad and I was like 3am tequila drunk, just like writing on my piano. And I was just like, so sad. And, um, yeah, just cause I was going through some personal stuff and I had just left uh, a life. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying you're to figure re- out you were basically restarting. Yeah, literally, exactly, restarting. No friends, n- like nothing. Right. Um, you know, kind of pitying myself, like I said, tequila drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and I think it was one of those songs. Not sugar coating that. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, brought to you by Casamigos. Uh, and I just wrote it in like maybe an hour. Just one of those songs were just like poured out of me, and. Um, yeah, and it's one of, one of my favorites to play with like a full band, you know, because it, it really swells into like a big right. a big moment. Um, it's more experiential. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, Sunday kind of love. It just brings it back to the jazz, mm-hmm. you know. I just I have an idea to do like a neo jazz album or not album like like a like an mm-hmm. EP, maybe three or five songs with um, this other uh, saxophone player, um, Eddie Meyer, who produced that. And we, yeah, we have this idea of just kind of doing like cool. covers of standards or, you know, something do like that. Do you know Natasha Blaine? I do know Natasha Blaine. Yeah, we've met a, we've She's met a few times. She's another one of those people that's doing something that's so, so different than yes. what Nashville does. Agreed. And why I'm so happy that I get to hear this kind of music, your music, mm-hmm. Natasha's music, more than more than other places yeah. because i mean i couldn't hear stuff like this in columbia missouri right it just <laughs> right. doesn't exist right there. right exactly but creatives like you and natasha like there's like a magnetism to nashville that just draws yeah. talent I, right and, and thank you yeah i mean all of us have come here for the one reason or another but i know a lot of people myself included felt like we were limited by the the scene that we were part of right and like my little music scene in columbia missouri we had a venue called the blue note which is like a 900 really seat familiar. theater yeah and then we had a little rock club called rose music hall nice and then there was a honky tonk called nash <laughs> vegas was it really and ugh, oh my god it's disgusting wow yeah and then there was one other place called east side tavern and it was this little dive bar that was themed with horror movie paraphernalia okay so there's like a wolf man yeah yeah and oh it, it was the weirdest what was it called east side what no e- or what, what was it called it was called east side tavern east side tavern okay. but yeah it was this disgusting amazing little yeah. dive bar <laughs> because all of us weird songwriter yeah. types right. would go there because they had an open mic on wednesday nights oh. and if you went and played on wednesday night you got free pizza oh my god so i was working for, i was working for my An dinner incentive yes, i was working exactly. for my dinner exactly but wow. it was cool getting to find that little community there were like 10 of us yeah. who went to every show yeah and it was the first time in my life i felt like oh i i belong yeah this, is a this community. kind of these a are world. my family yeah right and when love i moved that. to nashville i was like i have to do something like that yeah i have to start running an open mic oh or my gosh. anything and, and i kind oh, of found cool. my i found my bubble i didn't know that okay so that's kind of like how this that's all started yeah oh my god cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome but you moved here in 2020 you've done yep. several releases yep um what's what's the future for karina bridget look like the future for karina bridget is definitely i would like to tour tour like hardcore when i did this recent one would with, you want to do solo or would you want to have a band or i would a... like to have a band i feel more feel more comfortable with a band okay um i mean obviously i'm fine by myself you know like in writer's rounds and whatever right but i like to kind of lead or like lean on a guitarist or a drummer or whatever um and i just did a recent mini tour background vocals with this band called parker barrow um and we were in like virginia and kentucky and we did a whiskey jam with them and it was really cool and my Sort of guitarist Alex Bender, super talented. Mm-hmm. He played for plays for me all the time. Uh, he plays for them, so that's kind of how I got interested in it cool. or, or introduced to it rather. Um, and that feeling of being on stage, I was so nervous because they're like, "It's two hours," and I'm like, two hours? Oh my god! Like, how am I gonna? How are we gonna <laughs> like be that on is stage? A long time. Yeah, but it was like nothing but amazing, you know, like not like nothing in the sense of like it went by right. so fast. Um, and I didn't want it to end that last performance on it was Saturday in Waynesboro, Virginia and huge, just huge venue. It was awesome. And I just didn't want it to end. We got, we did an encore of what's up, I believe by four non blondes. Mm-hmm. And 
I was like, I can't believe that I have to go home. Like, I can't believe I have. Yeah, this is horrible. I want to continue to do this. Even just singing background vocals. You want to feel that feeling all the time. It was so, even being on the van for four hours or cramped up eight hours, you know, in a a van that sits like, I think 12 and there's 10 of us, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it was still so incredible. And, and I get it. I get it now. Like when he talks about it, like when he has to, when he had to come back to work and whatever, I, I get that feeling. I could see it in his eyes that it was nothing like that. There's nothing like being on stage. That's how I Being felt. with your friends. Yeah, that's how I felt when I was in high school because right. I was in a band and we were like we were this prog rock band, this alt rock yeah. band. Yeah. And we were just theater choir nerds yeah. who had banded together literally at the band. band. No, no pun intended, and yeah. I remember like we would play shows in the first one, like five people came and then 10 people right. came right. and then 20 people came. And then you're like, oh, man. And, and one of our last shows, we played the biggest venue in my hometown, that 900 seat theater. Yeah. And there were probably 200 people there. Holy crap. And I remember like it, it was that transcendental moment. Yes. Of, I was watching myself watch the audience. Oh, cool. And like that's the moment I decided I was like, I don't ever want to do anything else. Yeah, right. Exactly. And there was one when we were in um, Kentucky at um, I can't remember the, the venue, but um it was the one of those experiences where it was like a full band. There's three of us girls up there. Shout out to Ishani and Claire. Uh, and then, you know, drummer, bass, keys, uh, guitar, two two guitars and lead singer. And so it's a full band. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot of people. It's a lot, you know, to that is a have big band. there. We actually had, we broke the record at Whiskey Jam for the most people on stage okay. ever, which is cool. Um, but in that in that venue, it was like a long, like, 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 you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like short, a hall. Yeah, like a hall. Um, and, you know, bartender and then maybe, maybe 10 people, like maybe huge venue. And it felt like, you know, there's people in the front dancing. We had some fans. Uh, but it was my first experience where we're giving it our all, like our all. And there's maybe 10 people in there and they're just kind of just like sitting there with their beer and just kind of yeah. like bobbing Passive. their heads. Yeah, Passive. exactly. But we're killing it like we were killing it and and just there oh yeah it was so awesome just to kind of have that experience of okay yeah we're playing to 10 people but we're still going to give it a full effort mm-hmm. because that's what we do and uh dylan the drummer is kind of like the lead they're married the megan kane and the drummer are married in the, for the band and um he had this innate ability to just really before like we they do the, like a little prayer and they do a little you know stuff like that in a circle and talk and he could just rattle out this motivational like speaking that was just so moving. And I've never felt that way before. And I really credit him a lot to the way that I would That's feel awesome. on, that. Yeah. Right. That I would feel on stage. Cause he'd be like, this is it. We're here. You're, you know what I mean? This, this is, is the, the mo- moment this is we've the moment. rehearsed for. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and it just made me feel like no matter what, even if it's, you know, a writer's round on a Sunday and, or like today when I'm going to play at the Moxie, mm-hmm. like it's kind of a rainy Sunday and it's going to be a little more quiet and people are going in and out of the, cause it's a hotel lobby. And sometimes I'll get, you know, a person who turns around and actually looks at me and that moment when you yeah. catch someone engaging, yeah. you're like, you're like oh, what did I do? I know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Stop looking at me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's still that good moment where you're like, I'm going to sing the hell out of this song. I'm going to make sure that they remember my name, that I, that I will give my full effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but as a, in a professional standpoint to that band, cause they hired me. So I want to show them that I can do this, that I can do this for them. I can convey the same energy. And I think that they saw right. that. I hope that they saw that uh, and felt it. Uh, but to continue back to your question about what's next, um, I'm hoping that obviously there'll be more music coming out. Um, I have a few things kind of coming for me. I have some songs that are ready to go. Do you co-write often? I do. Yeah. And I used to not, you know, when I I first moved here, like first like year and a half, Mm -hmm. like I didn't really know how to, it's not that I didn't like it, but it's just, I didn't really understand it. It's like an insecurity thing. Yeah. What is my position in a right? And honestly, I was, had a little bit of, um, like hubris and I was like, I don't need help. I, why would I need help? I don't need, I can write songs on my own. I can write songs by myself. Exactly. I'm like, whatever. And then I got in rooms with like Maddie Lenhart mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit. Like this You're woman, really good. <laughs> this woman, like she, I would just be talking and she'd be like, like, you know what I mean? And then just like hammering it out. And then she would read me what she had. And I'm like, 
yeah, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> you know There's what I mean? Like a, she just uh, has that ability. A very successful songwriter in Nashville named Aaron Raytier. Okay. And he's I forget who he is signed with. I think it's uh, Warner Chapel or like one of the yeah, one of the really big, the big publishing companies yeah. here. But uh, he's gotten cuts with. Like he wrote the whatever that big hit in A Star Is Born. Like oh, he's he's writing like monster hit songs. Was it the one that she sings after he dies? Yes. Oh my god, that's like a good he, song. He's writing these wow. huge, yeah, hugely famous songs. Yeah, but now I remember. Yeah, I met, him at, I met him at Belcourt Taps once, and I didn't know who he was, and I just got thrown onto the same round as him because oh, you're no both named Aaron. This will be funny, and uh, he was playing like children's music. Because he did a children's album as well. Okay. But then he would play a song called I Like Orange Oranges and then follow it up and be like, and I won an Academy Award for this song. What and you're the like, hell? You're like, who the fuck are you? What the hell? Yeah. But that's one of the things about this town is you can really just be anywhere. Yeah. And like you can look any way. Yeah. Or you can write any kind of music and there's somebody who's going to be wanting that somebody's going to be right. able to make that exactly. successful exactly exactly yeah i'm so glad that there's people like you who are doing stuff that's not just another song about a bar stool yeah <laughs> exactly good yeah. lord and about whiskey there's oh. how many songs can we write about whiskey God. so more <laughs> yeah. music to come right yes absolutely yeah so i'm writing all the time i'm working with my sister lives in la mm-hmm. and she's very nice and she tries to show my music and me to everyone she can awesome she's working on a movie right now um and uh just as like a background you know like helping you know with like whatever she can help with um and so she's luck she's connecting me with people and, and all that kind of stuff and so i'm sending them stuff and they're just kind of coaching me through it coaching me what's you know what has a good hook and you know what i should go look back at and that that kind of stuff so it's nice that i have someone who's already in the industry a and support can, a yeah, support system exactly here. exactly great. yeah and so uh a lot of writing a lot a lot of writing trying to record that kind of stuff uh uh money is the <laughs> issue uh yeah as soon as i can kind of get there then there will be a lot more coming from me right. yeah because it's 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 what it's all i want to like i always see documentaries there's or, no plan b no, exactly. That's, I mean, yeah, like marketing degree, but I got it for the reason of this. Like I wanted to walk into a room and know what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. that's the reason I got it. Uh, and also being a woman, that's, you know, I feel like I have to kind of work 10 times harder. Um, and I see these videos and on Instagram and like people are just, they think of a song, they write the song and then they go and record it. Yep. And I'm like, what the fuck? How do you do that? I want that. I want to do that. I want to be able to, like, I just don't get it. And I like, <laughs> that's all I want. And yeah, I just don't see any other way. I want to be in the music sphere no matter what, even if it's like writing or if I'm the performer, like whatever, like I want even background vocals. You totally. want to be in the industry somehow. Yes, somehow. I don't see any other way. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way because I tried being a songwriter and an artist and a touring thing. And yeah. I did that for a long time and right. I loved it. Right. But uh, I have finally kind of settled into what makes me the most happy without the stress. Right. Oh yeah. So like when That's I was on beautiful. the yeah when I was on the road, there was the constant anxiety of where's the next gig. That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like I'm never doing enough. I feel like okay, well, I ha- if I want to book this thing, I have to find their email. I have to figure out how to like you know what I mean. And I'm like, okay, I'm not booking enough shows. I'm not writing enough. I'm not you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're so. listening to this podcast and you haven't already, we actually release an episode called uh, "How to Write a Good Booking Email." I think I saw that. And yeah. there's a lot of information, and that episode is just me kind of outlining stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that people leave out of. Mm-hmm inquiries to perform mm. and that's another one of those resources that i i would recommend yeah. you listen me, to me as too. well because exactly, there's probably yeah. things you'd be like oh shit i'd never thought about right. leaving a, a paywall free link to my music right because if you send a spotify link what if the person you're booking or trying to get booked with doesn't have a spotify, doesn't have spotify account. yeah exactly linktree i linktree is huge because yep. it has everything that you yep. could ever want yeah if so you can true. click one two and then it's playing yeah awesome how to make how, how 
how easy can I make this? How, how easy user can friendly I make can this, this be? Yeah, exactly. Job. Can I can I make sure that they don't have to make their assistant do it? <laughs> yeah, you know I, I mean? was yeah. talking. I was started training our new intern, whose name is Rachel. Hmm. And one of the things I was telling her is uh, how to review a submission to perform. Nice. And it literally dumbs down to how easy has this person made your job? Oh wow! And it really is. If you tell them when you want to play, where you're looking for, like a window of when you want to play. Right. Here's my name. Here's my music. And if you can make it one, two, click, done, I'm more, I'm probably going to want to work with in. you more. Yeah. All right. 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 Exactly. You know, I don't want to do the 10 make your emails life back yeah, and exactly. forth. Yeah, exactly. Well, wow. we've talked about a yeah. whole lot today, yes, and I have. actually would love to talk to you for like three more hours, I know, but I know you've got a gig to go I to. I do, speaking so, of, yeah. So, Karina, can you give us your plugs? Tell us where yeah. folks can find you online. Yeah, absolutely. So, pretty much everything, I believe, is Karina Bridget Music, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, Instagram. I don't have a Twitter, or X, whatever it's called now. X? <laughs> threads? Something, yeah. I, don't, I actually don't have threads either. I probably should hop on that. Um, <laughs> TikTok? Yep, yeah, TikTok. It should be, yeah, Karina Bridget Music. Um, Spotify, um, Deezer, whatever that is. I'm Ooh. on, I'm on there. Deezer <laughs> is the European equivalent, I think. There we go. Okay. I am on there. So, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. All the Europeans. Um, yeah. Music, uh, Apple music, Spotify, Korean vision music. We You'll will find have all of Karina's bread. links in the episode description. <laughs> yes, yeah. So on your platform, wherever you're listening, just click episode description and you'll find links to your website, your music, mm-hmm. your social medias. We'll take care of and all what the, not. the hard work for you. <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> uh, so the last thing I want to ask, is there anywhere in Nashville you recommend people go to hang out, stuff to do? It doesn't have to be music industry. Like, yeah. What do you like about Nashville? What I like about Nashville is that everyone kind of wants to have a good time mm-hmm. and everyone wants to enjoy themselves and which can get a little, uh, a little bad sometimes, <laughs> but it still is fun. I really honestly will plug two places, uh, that I have both worked at and mm-hmm. I, we are already talked about it, but Sid Gold's, uh, piano karaoke. There's a ton best, of fun. What'd you say? It's a ton oh, of fun. Yeah. Oh God. It's, it's the best place. People walk in and they're like. Okay, kind of small, kind of okay. You're like, immediately yeah. immersed in the experience. Yes, exactly. And then you walk through the curtains, and you're like, pe- people walk out being like, "This is the best place I've ever been." It's to. awesome because we have a good time, you know. And I get up there and sing, and I I enjoy the like the piano players are so nice, and oh god, it's just so amazing. Glenn, one of the owners and uh, managers, amazing. Kira, one of the acting managers and stuff. Um, genuine good people. Mm-hmm. And then the other place is Bourbon Street Blues, and I already talked about that too. Right. Uh, Probably, probably the most talented musicians I've ever listened to. Going and watching uh, yeah. those open blues jams is insane. Oh my insane. god! I did one and I was like, "This is awesome!" Yeah, <laughs> like, it's awesome. This is awesome, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I would recommend both those places. That if you want to take a break from from country, uh, um, that will be your place, you right. know, because it's a good roots place. Got a lot of good blues and a lot of good, you know, that kind of stuff. R and B, and then on the weekends they do like dancey, funk, mm-hmm. funk, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so getting away from the monotony of Nashville's yeehaw yes, country scene. Exactly, you will find that. You will find that. That's what I'm here to give you. Is is for non-yeehaw yeah yeah absolutely well karina thank you for joining us today on the podcast yeah y'all thank you for listening to this week's episode of the nashville tour stop podcast with karina bridget follow her on all of your social media platforms on spotify and apple music and deezer Deezer. (laughs) (laughs) please remember to subscribe to the nashville tour stop podcast leave us a review if you like it and you know if you hate it leave a one-star review i'd love to see why you hate me but (laughs) (laughs) maybe not tear me down down. i like it (laughs) but you can follow us at nashville tour stop on your social media platforms if you'd like to attend one of our live shows you can find our full event calendar at nashvilletourstop.com on the web so in the meantime Please do remember that all roads will lead you right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop.